Hey, I'm Adi, and we're the Politos. What? Sorry. <laughs> I keep messing that me? up. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm Savannah, and we're the Politos. And then I say, we're here talking about simplifying our life, growing and loving your family, and learning about the world. And today we're talking about 20 things we learned in our 20s. Yeah. I still need to get used to, I still need to get used to, to the new intro. My bad. Still? Still. We're 21 episodes into the new intro. Exactly. And you haven't I need a whole, like, a good 50. Okay. Maybe. Fair, fair enough. But, uh... At 200, I want to switch back. Okay. So, every 100? Yeah. Maybe. That's I miss saying, hey, I'm Savannah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I want to talk about something I've been doing this past week and maybe a half, a week and a half. Okay. And that is I've been eating the same breakfast <laughs> for like seven days straight. I thought you were going to talk about something else, but okay. No, this is, I decided, I decided that I need, I need to talk about this and I want to. Okay. So, uh, I have been eating the same breakfast and it might be, it sounds boring, and it is boring, but at the same time, at the same time, it's interesting enough to talk about. So, okay. seven days. Can you, out there, people out there, can you eat the same breakfast for like seven days or longer? I'm sure. I'm sure people do. Kids definitely. Like yeah. as a kid, I used to eat cereal like. Every day, yeah. But as I think an adult, I think breakfast is the easiest meal to do that with. Mm-hmm. To eat the same thing every day, and I, I'm sure there are people that like do that and have their little routine. Yeah, but then I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't who like to mix it up. Right. So, do you want to say what your breakfast is every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I decided like to stick with this because with this meal because I enjoyed eating this. And so I was like, yeah, I think this is like the perfect meal, Mm -hmm. perfect breakfast. It's a balanced breakfast. It has everything I like and what I need. And it's very filling that I don't have to eat like two, three hours right after. Right. Sometimes. Um, Just because like lunch is kind of like hard right now with the hour break that I have. Yeah. But um, anyway, so, yeah, so there's, like, a handful of of, uh, things, and includes eggs, two eggs, Mm -hmm. so two eggs, uh, either black beans or pinto beans. Okay. I prefer pinto beans. Okay. But, uh, yeah, black or pinto, two thick, T-H-I-C-C, two thick a piece of bacon uh-huh. and tortilla, one tortilla, mm-hmm. flour tortilla. Yeah. And that is it. And the only thing I'm missing is avocado. That's something that I want to include in, yeah. my, in my perfect breakfast. Okay. So now that you've been doing this for like about a week, do you, is it your perfect breakfast? Like, have you been enjoying it? I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Maybe I want to remove the flour tortilla and exchange it with... Hash browns. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, love, I, I like potatoes. And yeah, that's that would be the good, one actually. thing I would like to 
to have. Yeah, that would so, be delicious. Yeah. So, yes, to answer your question, I do enjoy eating what I've been eating for the past, like, week or so. Yes. And you have kindly been uh, making me breakfast every morning as you've been making yourself breakfast. Yeah. And I have not been enjoying <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the same meal your every day. perfect breakfast. Yeah. So No, it's not even about the every day, like, same thing every day. I just don't like that breakfast that yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And... I need to find my own perfect breakfast. You do. Um, so, yeah. So every day I make two, two servings uh, of the of the perfect breakfast. But uh, <laughs> what you saying? Calling it the perfect breakfast is funny. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I, I think it's funny. I mean, I think it's uh, the perfect breakfast. Yeah. So the only thing I'm missing for me, the only thing that that's missing is avocado, and maybe the uh, the potatoes. Yeah, hash browns, I feel like, take a while to make, though. Do you remember that? There's that one brand that has, like, a it's a good size bag and has either, like, cut, pre-cut potato, potatoes or, like, with seasoned with, like, uh, I think it has a little bit of, like, bell peppers. And then oh, the yeah. other one is um, hash browns. Is it, like, dell or, like... I forgot. It's a green bag. Oh, green? Yeah. Oh, isn't it called like Just Potatoes or Simply Potatoes or something? Simply Potatoes. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I found my perfect breakfast and I love everything about it. So question to you, do you have a perfect breakfast? That's a good question. Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were asking the listener. And the listeners. Um... I'm sure I do, but I haven't found it yet. I'm not really a breakfast girl. Mm-hmm. And so, are you listening? Yeah. I am. <laughs> I'm looking straight at you. I know, but your eyes were telling me that you weren't listening. No, I am. Okay. Um, what did I just say? I knew you were going to ask. I I knew you, <laughs> you, were, you were saying... <gasps> you weren't listening. You said that you don't have one, but I'm sure you you do. No. What was the last thing I said? I knew you weren't listening. You went. No, I was. I said something, and you went, "Uh huh." And I could tell that you did not register what I said. <laughs> oh, I was a hundred percent. And then I, just, I just forgot. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. you were not listening. Yes, I said I'm not a breakfast girl. Oh yeah. Really, you remember me saying that? Yeah. You, you didn't say girl though. I did. Did you? See, you were not listening. Oh, just admit my gosh. it. I'm. I wasn't. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's okay <laughs> to admit sometimes. Uh, anyway. Anyway, so. Yeah, you're not. You're not a breakfast girl. <laughs> Sorry, I was just making sure that audio levels were, were good. I'm not only the the editor, I'm also the producer and the listener. Listener? I mean, like listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> I also listen to the podcast every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm like. Yeah, I I'm get it. Like, okay. Right now. Listening to you. Yeah. Except for that one time. Like <laughs> a minute ago. Like five seconds ago. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm sure I do. It might involve a smoothie. It might involve um, a waffle. <laughs> Question mark. But anyway, I don't know. Yeah. I'll be on the hunt. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I have found it and I'm sticking with it. I'm not sure how long though. 
Like I might have to change like bacon. I'm not sure if bacon, eating bacon every day is something that would be suitable for me. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I'm not sure. I might switch it to like a sausage. Mm-hmm. Maybe turkey sausage. I don't know. But yeah. a sausage sounds really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love it. So I am just missing avocado. And that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's oh, we it. get it. That's the third time you said that. I might that. turn it into like something like a like a burrito, like a bre- breakfast burrito. Put everything yeah. in a big yeah, flour well, tortilla. And you first described this to me, which yes, he described to me his perfect breakfast <laughs> before he started making it. When you first described it to me, I thought that you meant a burrito. Oh no, no, no. But I've had a fair share of breakfast burritos. Burritos when I was working in the fields every day. Yeah. Put p- one in the um, thermist. Thermist? Thermos. Oh, thermos. Yeah. Uh, the thermo. Uh, as like thermo. To call it. Yeah, thermo. You know, pass me the thermo. What are you talking Sh- about? Shirt for thermist. Shirt for? Shirt. <laughs> are you <Short>. okay? <laughs> Let's focus here. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there's a hack right there. If you have a big, like, long thermos. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, I know most people put, like, hot drinks in there, like beverage, liquids or whatever. Yeah. But have you ever put a burrito in? I feel like you've talked about this before. I have, but I'm sure there's li- new listeners out there that are that have missed my little hack. Yeah, Miguel doesn't know about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's fascinated for the first time. Anyway, so that is my my breakfast. I want to hear just I don't know other people's out there. Yeah, so that is it. That that is a catch up because I think it's something that I have been enjoying every day. <laughs> we almost done with and, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we are. I'm just milking this. Yeah, this is getting real boring. <laughs> I said at the beginning that this might be boring, but at the same time fascinating. So, well, I am done. Are you done? Yes. All right. All right. Well, that's it. Okay. So let's get on to the nitty gritty. Okay. Go ahead. So today we're talking about 20 things we learned in our 20s. Yeah. And uh, we felt like having 40 things total would be a lot. So we decided to split it up. So we're each doing 10 things. Mm-hmm. So it's collectively 20 things that we learned in our 20s. Yeah. And. A decade. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't really need much of an introduction. No. I think we can just uh, get into it. Yeah. I've seen some of these like videos going around. Wait, wait, wait. I thought this was an original uh, idea. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> What's your problem? Why you're not you... appreciating just me being in this mood. You're just acting weird. It's okay. It is okay. I'm sorry if yeah. I'm being too judgmental, yeah. but just a little, I don't know. Obnoxious? Yeah. Well, a little bit. some people might think it's fine. So. <laughs> yeah, some people might think it's fine. <laughs> anyway, so go ahead. You were saying. Don't go ahead. Anyway, yeah, so I saw this this uh, like idea going around, mm-hmm. and I thought that it would be perfect for us to record now, since you just turned 30. I turned 30 in July. I'm a newly 30, yeah. Yeah, a new 30-year-old <laughs> has just been born. <laughs> <laughs> a newly 30. 
eighty-year-old. So I thought it'd be nice to just look back at our twenties and, you know, <laughs> reflect on what. You're just thinking about the joke that you should say that you're uh, thirty and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not really three quarters, and a half. but yeah. yeah, it's a joke from uh, Abbott Elementary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um. Anyway, yes. So <laughs> it would be a good idea to look back, reflect on the last, you know. I, I don't know. I think the 20s out of all, I mean, I, you're always learning and growing, but I just think there's so much change that happens yeah. from being 20 years old to being 30. Like, that's crazy. That's nuts, man. Yeah. Next year, are we going to do, like, what we learned in our 10s? In our tens? No, we're not going <laughs> from 10 to 20. Yeah. A lot. 10, 10 to 19. 10 Learn 10. how to ride a bike. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did. After 10? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm, I don't know how old I was. I was old and ashamed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Learned how to shave my legs. <laughs> you did? Yeah, of I course. I never did. Yeah. Never, never have I ever shaved, shaved my legs. I, I, Actually, just a little bit. I just a small had. little. Oh. Just a little bit, just to see how <laughs> how it felt. <laughs> when was this? Uh, teenager, I guess. Oh, okay. In high school? I, I, I was gonna, in high school. I thought I you were going to say, like, you used my razor. No, 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 no. It's like, hmm, I wonder. <laughs> just like I sucked on that one kid's, like, pacifier, because I was just wondering, like, <laughs> what what's up with these? Why do babies like this That's a lot? That's so funny. Does, is it like flavored or something? You're a curious, you were a curious boy. Yeah. And I sucked on it. I'm like, it's just, it tastes like rubber. <laughs> well, so anyway. yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get into it. Do you want to go first? Or sure. I? Yeah, sure. These are um, serious, except for like a handful. Yeah. So let me start with, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go with from what I wrote. Yeah. I didn't put mine in, in like order of like least important to most no, important. I here. just wrote them down as they came to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so number one, I'm starting off with a doozy. Okay. That feeling of like feeling like 22 is real. I, I hope that I hope that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Like that feeling like 22. So that feeling. Okay. You know like that Taylor fr- Swift. Yeah, yeah, feeling yeah, yeah, 22. Yeah. Feeling like 22. The song. That's not what know. it says, but okay. Feeling 22 is what it says. Sure, feeling like 22. No, not like 22. <laughs> feeling 22. Feeling 22, yeah. <laughs> so that feeling uh-huh. of feeling 22 is real. Okay. I say that because every year after 22, including 29, uh-huh. when I turned that age, I really felt for some reason like 22. Okay. Or 22. Um I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. And uh, maybe Taylor Swift had like the 22. Like maybe that was very very significant for her. Um, it might be maybe a big part of it that it's it's a song, right? That is very popular. And so maybe because of that, like I thought, yeah, like 22 is actually a number that I keep feeling like like that, mm-hmm. like very young. Okay. So. Like I said, every year I kind of felt like that. Like the 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 age is just the the number, you know that cliche thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it felt real that I didn't really feel that age. I didn't feel like twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. Okay. I'm like, I, I I just feel like I'm still kind of like a young young body, and mm-hmm. that has all these like hopes and dreams. <laughs> Bless you. 
you know? And yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure why the 22, but I really feel that way. And obviously thanks to Taylor Swift. <laughs> so um, every year since being turning 22, I've, I felt like now nah, this is, I don't feel old. You know? Yeah. What about now being 30? 30? Um, I'm shocked. I, I really still feel like, in a way, 22, maybe 24. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 23, maybe. But um, yeah. no, I'm very shocked that uh, um, I, I turned 30. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm 30 right. at all. And yeah. I still feel like I'm a young, and, and we are. That's something that I, I told myself, like, like I've said this before, seeing all these people that turning, you know, they, they were maybe like three, four, five years older than I was. And they're like, oh, I'm old. And they're like yeah. 25, 26. I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, yeah. <laughs> when I turn your age, I'm not going to say that. And and uh, I think I haven't been a hypocrite, you know, <laughs> so far. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, man, your age is what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, not legally, but. <laughs> <laughs> but in your heart. In your heart. Okay. Um, that's good. All right, your turn. Okay, so my first one, um, I had thought about this list just very briefly before. Um, and then when I went to like sit down and actually write them down, the first one that popped into my head was, first thing that I learned during my 20s was that uh, my body isn't the problem. Mm. and I think that was just such a huge thing thinking about like my mindset when I was like when I was like 18 19 20 yeah um and then er into my early 20s for sure just the constant feeling that like I needed to change my body and that it wasn't good enough and that it was that it was bad that it was a like that because that like the way my body looked meant that I was like lazy not disciplined all these things yeah um, and I think really like slowly during my twenties coming out of that mindset of having that be like the most important thing. And the thing that was always in the back of my mind of like, everybody's thinking about this when they see me mm-hmm. and this is a huge problem. This is like the biggest thing in my life that I need to change. Like just coming out of that and having that not be like the predominant thing on my mind and that's the most important to me has been just like, a, I think, a really big um, area of growth throughout my 20s that I'm extremely thankful for. Mm-hmm. That's very good. That That's something that you have uh, taught me and spoken to me about when it comes down to clothes. And that's not what you're talking about here, essentially. But, right, but that's part of it, yeah. But that's a big part of it and um, how that industry, industry functions and... Uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, very, very true that like, we, we are not the problem. The body is not the problem that mm-hmm. we have. And it is very true. Like we, we could kind of put this in like the perspective of like baby clothes that we turns out like, does it, <laughs> the, the size of the, the baby clothes don't match the age of our baby. Yeah. And like that's very common and we didn't know that until mm-hmm. we realized like oh my gosh he he's he was last month three months and he was wearing like six month clothes yeah and we were like how is this possible but i mean that's just how clothes are made yeah it's so just, crazy everybody's different and yeah it doesn't matter and like yeah and i think 
Yeah, it just, and it really was and still is such a process because mm-hmm. I had to just really, really start to believe that, like, believe this, you know, that my body was not the problem so much to where I feel like now I'm finally getting to a place where I can lovingly and, like, wisely try to make changes for my body. Yeah. In a way that is so different than, like, than I used to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it was really, like, it's just so, it's just something that can't happen overnight. Like, you can't have somebody just tell you, like, oh, like, opening up your eyes to, um, you know, diet culture and, like, fat phobia and stuff. And then the next day, you just be like, oh, yeah, all my, you know, everything, all my problems are... Um, solved because like one person I listen to ha- talks about she refers to how like diet culture is the water that we swim in mm-hmm. in our society and it is very true that it's it's the messaging is in so many different places and we hear it from you know so many different ways and it's so ingrained in how we think about ourselves that it really is such a process and I'm definitely not like um exactly like where I would want to be as far as I still have days where, you know, I do struggle, but Mm -hmm. I think that, um, the growth is just like so encouraging to me. Right. The fact that I don't feel the way about my body that I used to. That's good. I mean, like, it's awesome that this is in this list. It it was in the, in the Mm twenties that you started to, um, think about this and, like a lot of people don't figure that out until later on in life. Yeah. And so that's really cool that and encouraging to to hear that, you know, the twenties is, is young and Yeah. Um That's true. So that that's awesome that you were able to kind of learn that like, yeah, this is not okay and this is what I believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. For no- my number two, I wrote down family. Uh, and it's deeper meaning starts with us, you and I, Savannah and I. So we got married and I wasn't, I I didn't see us as like a family, mm-hmm. you know, and I pictured family with like us and kids yeah. and that was a family. But I think that the more we did things together, I realized like, this is us, we're a family and people talk about like yeah me and my husband like us as a family Mm -hmm. like this is this is us um and i thought like yeah like we were doing this and we were starting something and we got married in our what was it 25 at 25 and we started to we started something like Mm -hmm. that later on became like something huge like with with not only miguel here but with our foster kids Mm -hmm. and so having kids having a foster kids and miguel like you know in our life that that was it's crazy to think about like that's what we did yeah in our 20s you know and and that will continue on for the rest of our lives so yeah just i think like there's a deeper like kind of meaning in in that word family and like I, i found that through foster care Mm -hmm. and just like I learned like how to function together as a family. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 
Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I echo your echo. <laughs> no, I, that's that's definitely, that resonates for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number two is a little more lighthearted in a way. Okay. Kind of. None of these are like jokes, but <laughs> um, number two is it's okay to be an inside person. And I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, how like when I was like in my teens and late mm. teens, I, uh, in early twenties, I think too, I, um, I really thought that like these certain like activities and things that I heard other people around me enjoying that, like I needed to enjoy those too because mm. they were like better than other things. And so I, th- mm. I felt like wanting to like be outside and like camping and hiking and like playing gotcha. volleyball, all those things that those were like better. I felt like those were like objectively better activities and yeah. interests than, other things that were more like indoor. Oh yeah. Um and not as like active things. And honestly, I think that some of this stems back to diet culture mm-hmm. because like, you know, it's like, oh well, the you know, those activities are like active and you're getting exercise. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, but that's not that's not all of it, but I do think there's a little root of diet culture in there as well. Especially in like my late twenties and I'm sure also big part of it was like after us getting married mm-hmm. and kind of settling into like our own like routines and hobbies and habits and things. Um, I realized like that's so silly that I felt like I had to pretend to like these things that I did not like. And, yeah. and like to pretend to be this like outdoorsy, like sporty mm-hmm. person that I definitely wasn't and mm-hmm. never was. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like I've learned that it's okay to like to to not be as much of like an outdoorsy person. And I don't know why I it took me so long to learn that. No, I I hear you. That could have been on my list as well, uh, if I would have remembered. But that is true. I'm glad that you learned that from the beginning, like dating and like even before getting married, I think that that was really important to learn, Mm -hmm. to learn yourself and like learn what you like and don't like and and not, it's cool to be influenced by, by friends and stuff and family. Yeah. But if you don't enjoy that, then why, why bother? Exactly. So number three for me is I learned to stop chasing quote unquote titles. Okay. And it was liberating. So what I mean by that is the first thing that comes to mind Mm -hmm. is uh, getting my master's degree. Ah. That's, I think, the biggest thing. Yeah. And I got my sociology degree, my BA, Mm -hmm. or BS, I believe. And then right after that, I went to go and uh, get my master's. Mm -hmm. Tried to. And it was a struggle. I was very close to finishing getting my master's. I had one class left. Yeah. That I failed once. And then the second time I was going to go for it, but then decided to not do it then. And then the third time I was going to try to really commit to it. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided to call it quits. Yeah. That last semester without one class remaining. So I had that one class, but I also had the big project. So yeah, to get the master's degree, you f- you need to complete obviously all the classes, 
get a Lisa C or better mm-hmm. and do this big thesis that yeah. involved doing like a actual like project, essentially writing like an 80 page assignment about yeah. the project. Yeah. So I wasn't really committed to the project. <laughs> and so, um, so with that in the one class remaining, I decided one one day to call it quits. Yeah. And it was that last class was a theory class and that was like the very first class I took in my first semester in the master's class. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the in uh during the, my the master's program. Yeah, the yeah. during the program. And it was the hardest class I've ever taken. Yeah. And they assigned the professor assigned a ton of books and he had to like present to the whole class about the book and I understood like zip. There were oh, just really? so many like lingo like words and uh-huh. terms and I'm like I genuinely do not understand what the whole book chapter yeah. page was all about. So it was one of those classes where I you you had to know your stuff. Mm-hmm in order to to talk and and also uh, participate so part yeah. of the a, a big chunk of the grade you had to uh participate right doing discussions and i'm like i don't understand mm-hmm. it might have been because of my age mm-hmm. i wasn't really aware of a lot of things so i'm like yeah. i don't know and also don't care what's going on <laughs> so um, I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. I think that I believe that if I were to, if I were to go back today mm-hmm. and retake this class, I think that I might have a fair shot. Yeah, I would think uh, so. Because I was surrounded by a ton of like older people. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I was the youngest one there. Mm-hmm. I believe I was 20. Let's see. Graduated 2015 from so from the sociology program mm-hmm. 2015 2016 that was my first year in my master's program that mm-hmm. was what i was 18 20 22 22 23 yeah um yeah that's pretty young yeah so a lot of people uh were like in their maybe late 20s 30s or mm-hmm. something like older like 40s yeah and i believe that it was because of my age my youth for not my youth um but anyway going back to this whole big thing what what i learned i it was tough to give that up mm-hmm. and to quit yeah um and the big part of it was like what are people going to say about that mm-hmm. and i'm letting go of this title right that is up there like you know getting your bs or ba is one thing but getting your master's mm-hmm. is another thing yeah right um and Quite frankly, I was also like interested in getting maybe like a doctor doctorate degree or something yeah. just for to get more knowledge and all that stuff. But I think at the end of the day, I think it was because of like the the title chasing. Right. It was liberating to let go of all that stuff because it just there was a lot of pressure relieved. So so yeah, there's more I could say about that, but I think that's kind of the big gist of it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. My number three is kind of related to and similar to my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three is I learned that food isn't good or bad. Oh. 
So obviously this is really related to like diet culture and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was something that throughout my 20s, I really, <laughs> I really learned about and stopped um, labeling the food that I would eat as like, oh, this is, you know, this is good or this is bad. And was able to just view food more neutrally mm-hmm. and instead of viewing myself as bad or seeing it as like a bad thing if I ate certain foods and a yeah. good thing if I ate other foods. But um, being able to learn more and appreciate more that all foods have things to offer mm-hmm. and some might have more nutrients or less nutrients or, yeah. more, you know, more of this and that, but they're not inherently good or bad in and of themselves. Yeah. And that was just a really like transformative thing to um, like to just sort of change that mindset. And I think I, that both of us still like, you know, try really hard to not use those types of words when we're talking about food. Mm-hmm. So that's very good. Yeah. So that's another thing that I, that I learned too from you. Mm hmm. Is that all foods are welcomed, pretty much, right? Yeah. And that's something that we have talked about when we talk about our our foster kids. Yeah. We have said that to them. Mm-hmm. And we have followed that same kind of rule. Yeah. Lifestyle. And um, it's been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, my number four, I guess keeping a theme with the number three, I just wrote down sociology slash anthropology. So there's some really good stuff from my master's program, Chasing the Title there. (sighs) I learned a lot about anthropology, the study of humankind, Mm -hmm. and sociology, the study of society. Yeah. Uh, All those things that I've learned, the articles, discussions (sighs) I was a part of, all that stuff, books that I read, they helped me how to think how people function, think, behave. And with anthropology, I learned like just a little angle, different angles, how to just study the humankind. Yeah. Like just humans and sociology through that. I learned just how to people groups function. And Mm -hmm. so um, those two programs have uh, helped me just have I don't know, serious conversations with you, mm-hmm. with other people on the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to those two programs. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend doing those to uh, one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My number four is I can be direct without being mean. Oh. Um, I think that I used to... Like, never really speak up. But in my mind, I would often, like, imagine, like, oh, I wish I could just tell this person this. And, like, be very, like, kind of snarky about it. Yeah. And then there were times when I did, like, choose to speak up about something. And I did it in a way that came across very, like, angry. And mm. and then I ended up regretting it and feeling mm-hmm. like, oh, I just, like, can't speak my mind. And I think that slowly but surely... I have gotten better at learning how to like be direct and stand up for myself without being mean. 
mm-hmm. and not ending up feeling worse than I did beforehand because I feel mm-hmm. bad about like the way I handled the situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So I think I just am, am still learning um, how to how to do that, how to like stand my ground without without it being mean. It could be hard to navigate like how to speak your mind without coming across as like crude or yeah super direct yeah. mean cold-blooded yeah but uh that's good that it, you know it, it does take some practice mm-hmm. like you said like yep yeah, I've, I've messed up before yeah you know so yeah, it does take that practice and the experience to learn how to how to handle problems mm-hmm. so yeah so that's good mm-hmm. that's a good one thanks yeah my number five i wrote down is how to ministry so nice. that just encompasses just my life in the ministry field and in church, out of church. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I kind of forgot about this, but I didn't consider this here in this number five, but also like uh, traveling while doing ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a big chunk of my life that will live on forever. They'll continue um, outside of my 20s. Um, that's something that will I'll, I will do and we will keep doing. And um, yeah, so um, th- in my 20s, like in my college years, that big chunk, I was involved in, in churches and like ministries um, in college and outside of college in my church. And um, I learned a lot, just uh, yeah. leadership and following and, uh, and, uh, how to na- na- navigate conflict, how to mm-hmm. um, deal with so many personalities, um, understand the value in everyone yeah. and find the beauty in things and people. And so uh, it was good. So um, I do miss that, like being involved in the actual, like organized and organized like ministry. Mm-hmm. That That's something that I'm, I'm looking forward to being a part of again uh, once we're well established in a in a community. Yeah. <laughs> um, once we move and everything, but um, yeah. So how to ministry? That's something that I, re, you know, that's something that I that I learned. Yeah, that's really good. I think you you really got like a very like concentrated, like intense time of like being involved in ministry, and I think that you know you really like took a lot from that and like mm-hmm. learned a lot and grew a lot. And so that, I think that's just a really cool opportunity that you got that has definitely, you know, shaped your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. My number five is I don't have to act like somebody I'm not to be lovable. Oh, that's a good one. So I, I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, how um, my like, Late teens and early 20s were, like, a pretty rough time for me. Yeah. And a big part of that was me trying to be what I thought was going to make somebody else like me. Yeah. Or love me. And I just look back on that, and I'm just like, who was that girl? Like, that was not (laughs) me. And I, I just... I was just trying so hard to like act like somebody else. And I think that I had convinced myself that that is 
who I was mm-hmm. and what and the things that I liked and um you know this kind of it goes hand in hand with the whole like it's okay to be an inside person thing like that's true it really does because I was just yeah I just thought that you know I needed to be this certain way and act a certain way and look this certain way I don't know I I feel like this is something that a lot of people might be able to relate to anybody but i think especially this might be something that women go through more Mm -hmm. often and i think that meeting you and like our relationship really was so freeing in the in the sense of realizing that like oh i don't have to pretend to be anything else yeah in order for you to just like you know enjoy being around me and want to get to know me. And then eventually, Mm. you know, obviously us falling in love and just being able to like be myself throughout that whole time. Yeah. It was just very, like very freeing, I think to, to realize that. Yeah, totally. That's a good one. That's uh, something very similar to one of the ones that I have. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll get to it. We'll see. Okay. Number Okay, so now moving on to number six. Mm-hmm. I wrote down Family Matters. Not the show, <laughs> even though it's a good show. Uh, Have you actually seen the show? A little bit, yeah. I used to come on, on uh, during Nick at Night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick at Night. A place for TV hits. Oh, that, that was their catchphrase? I think so. Unless I totally made that up. I forgot. But I wrote down Family Matters, and that is true. Um, I learned... <laughs> that's, that's Miguel. Speaking of family. Uh, speaking of family. Um, I learned this ter- like more towards like the later years of my 20s. Mm-hmm. That, like, that I want to really, really appreciate family. Mm-hmm. And want to have family be kind of the main focal point in my life. Yeah. You know, and we, I think we've talked about this in like other episodes and stuff. About just kind of like maybe the progression of like how I felt and thought about yeah. family um before if you kind of look at the early 20s you know i was in, i was in college and so getting away moving away that was something that i wanted having yeah. that like space yeah um and i think it's it's healthy and it's good to have that space mm-hmm. and have had all that freedom and stuff and um i had a ton of fun I think because of that, I started thinking like, well, like I don't really need family. I would want to like, you know, to be be with family like almost all the time. Yeah. But as I got got older, I was like, I actually do want that. Like I do want to be with family mm-hmm. all, almostly all the time. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not referring to like us but like three. your like your parents but your siblings extended yeah. family yeah, yeah all that stuff like i think that that's something that i i would desire to have in the future like yeah having a closeness there with my family your family you know even even us yeah but yeah so that's why i wrote down family matters because uh again the older i got the more like i, I really took that i'm like yep i I really do mean that. I, I mean, I, I really do believe that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Miguel has a lot to say. He, do- <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> With his hand in his mouth, of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My number six is 
In my 20s, I learned that I have to keep moving forward. Oh, what does that mean? (laughs) One of the biggest struggles that I have in my life is, like, fixating on things that happened in the past and feeling feeling bad about it, feeling just, like, overanalyzing it. And one thing I think with, like, I think a lot of this came with um, being a foster parent. There were so many things happening all the time that I couldn't allow myself to like dwell on things the way that I would have before because there was always just a new, another thing to do and another like task to a a, a new problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that honestly helped me in a way. Um, And one of the biggest things, like I still struggle with this. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I often think about when I am kind of in those moments of like panicking is I think to myself, like, is this going to matter to me a year from now Mm -hmm. or is this going to matter to to me a week from now mm-hmm. and that's good that really helps me with like the moving forward and not getting stuck in those like moments in the past and realizing yeah. like and just thinking like yeah this seems like the biggest deal in the world to me right now but a year from now i'm not even this isn't going to be even like a blip on the story of my life yeah and that has been helpful really helpful yeah you actually yeah i've gotten way better about that thank you i kind of forgot about that <laughs> So that's that. That means that yeah, that hasn't really been like an issue of yours. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for saying. Yeah, that. no, I'm really proud of you because that was a big struggle. Yeah. Like and and before fostering, I'm like, like, I'm just thinking like, oh, like we need to figure it out like how could we have this kind of holding end and like how, how could we hold this. Like, you know, and, and, yeah. and deal with this yeah. before having kids. Mm-hmm. But I knew that, okay, hopefully having kids, like, that might help you. Yeah. And at first it was a struggle, but. Oh, yeah. Big time. Y- you have gone. Be- yeah, you got better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I would say I still have my moments. Like, I still yeah. have those days, but it's not as often. And I'm usually able to, like, cope with it and move forward a lot quicker mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. before. But uh, I'm sure there might be some people out there listening that might relate to that kind of feeling of like, you know, being stuck in that one yeah. place, one time, one, one moment. But yeah, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. My number seven now is, I kind of referenced this in my number six. Uh, I learned to be young, wild, and free. <laughs> I'm referring to my early years in my 20s. Early years? My early okay. uh, 20s. Okay. Um, and I had fun. Yeah. And I was young, wild, and free, and uh, I still am. But like, uh, <laughs> during the those like those early twenties, um, I I was just exposed to like I had just freedom and being in college and doing whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could like go to sleep whenever I wanted. There was just <laughs> times where like I would come home like late. Um, not not crazy late, but just like you know, late yeah. after, after hanging out with friends and stuff, and um, and it was fun. Like I'm like, yeah, we went to the movies late at night and ate, you know, fast food and yeah, all this stuff, and um, and yeah, and so it was good, and obviously didn't I did it in a healthy way. Um, you know, there wasn't like crazy parties or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. 
doing things with friends and stuff and uh, being spontaneous and getting mm-hmm. a text saying, hey, you want to hang out? Hey, we're going to dr- drive to this one place. You want to come? <laughs> like, yeah. sure, you know. So doing all that stuff during my college years were were awesome. And so uh, and and so I'm actually I learned this through like ministry. I'm, I'm a visionary. Like I do visualize like how are how are things going to look like in the next five years or like what are the next steps like what yeah. are the you know like um, here's the first step and like what about step number 100 like what what does that look like yeah so during those times in my early 20s like i had the dreams of in hopes of of being married one day and having kids one day so that was in the back of my mind mm-hmm. during that time and and so I was just thinking, like, okay, that's like years from now, mm-hmm. you know. Hopefully, like that that's gonna happen one day. And but I'm here right now, hanging out with friends, or I'm like, I'm about to do, you know, have all these things scheduled for this weekend or whatever, uh, fun things to do, like socially. Um, I, I do want to enjoy the moment, enjoy, enjoy the present, yeah. Because I'm hopeful that years from now, I'm not going to get the same experience, the same freedom, the same wildness mm-hmm. uh, as I am going to get like today or this right. weekend. And I really thought that. That's good. Like, I was really hopeful that this, what we have right now, mm-hmm. Miguel, you and I recording this podcast was going to be a thing. Yeah. But yeah, like f- almost 10 years ago, I was thinking about like, yeah, that's going to be cool. But right now I'm going to enjoy I'm going to enjoy this, this Slurpee from 7-Eleven yeah. at, like, midnight. <laughs> That's good. You know? That's so, a really good, like, perspective to have. Yeah. So, um, I'm really proud of that. Like, that I was, you know, hoping, uh, being hopeful for the future, but at the same time being present. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, that's what I learned. Nice. <laughs> that's really good. It's yeah, really good. You. Yeah. Okay, my number seven is I learned that relationships are not transactional. Oh, that's a really important one. Yeah, that is a really important one. And I think when when we were first married, I think that I had the tendency to kind of feel that way a little bit of like, okay, well, I did this thing, so now you should do this. Yeah. And like um, also feeling like, oh, well, because I'm just, like, sitting on the couch watching TV while Uh Adi's doing this other thing, is he, like, mad at me or, like, judging me? Yeah. And I think over time, I really started to realize, like, oh, that's not a healthy way to view relationships. It's not, like, um, everything isn't supposed to be, like, this list of, okay, who's done what so that we can make sure that everything's exactly equal. Yeah. And um that has been really freeing along mm-hmm. with, you know, the other thing I said about like not having to change for people, but also just realizing that that's not how relationships work. They're not mm-hmm. supposed to be this like transaction of like you do this for me and I'll do this for you unless it's a business relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um and yeah, I don't really know that there's a lot more for me to say about it. I mean, I, I, there is a lot more that could be said about it, but I right. think that's kind of just the the simple like version of it. Yeah. 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 The juice. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I just picture like a lemon and stuff squeezing the juice out of it. I don't know. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number number eight I wrote down: how to grow in love, like with you. Oh, like shout out. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I've learned just like how to grow in love with you. And like, just as we get older and another anniversary celebrated and in another highlight mm-hmm. is, is added to the the list. Like I, I'm learning a lot about you, a lot about us, yeah. how we function as a married couple. And at the same time, like there's just a lot more love to, to, to give and to receive. And there's, I think, a lot more to... Like to, I don't know, more love to be added. Yeah. Like, like I said this when I said that for, when I first said I love you, I, <laughs> I, I really thought like this first I love you. It's kind of like in a way like very like a very small I love you. Yeah. Yet I, I felt it. It was real. It was raw. But I felt like there's gonna be more to love about you. But again, here you go, me visualizing like years <laughs> right down the road. And it's true, like our love has grown, and this this now saying like now saying like I love you, it, it, it's a bigger love than like that first I love you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that's my that's what I've learned, um, since like you know, since we met, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Yep. So Okay, I thought this was my number eight. Uh, wait, wait, let me see it again. Oh. It's long. Okay. So this is actually very uh, related to your number eight. My oh. number eight is that marriage is really great and in some ways really simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, that's it no um i mean that pretty much is it though just i learned that a lot of the i I think i had very high like hopes for marriage yeah and i think that um in many ways they were those like hopes and expectations were actually exceeded and it was better than i expected Mm -hmm. and also i think things about marriage that i thought were going to be super complicated are actually in many ways pretty simple Mm -hmm. i'm just like Marriage is in so many ways just like a friendship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to go into like this. This episode is not a, about marriage. So I don't want to go into like tons of details about it. But that's just like <laughs> one thing I learned is that it's it's really great and in a lot of ways really simple. One hundred percent, I agree with that. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I get I get it. Yeah, I I I, I get what you're catching or throwing. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm catching what you're throwing. There we go. Okay. Nice. Hopefully other people are too. <laughs> Number nine for me is building. What does that say? <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Building, building Legos. Building Legos is actually fun um, <laughs> as an adult. No. Number nine is building foundations of life. That's something I've learned. So. Um, what do you mean by that? I know. I know. I just kind of wrote. Yeah. Uh, paraphrased it here. Like um, I, I, I learned like in our, in our 20s late 20s mm-hmm. um we have 
created like started to build this like foundation of like a family yeah and what it looks to be to be what it looks for us wait what, what, what am i trying to say here what it looks like what, what it looks like you know to be a family um and and i think that we have like slowly started to like we have okay so here we go okay n- now i remember um <laughs> <laughs> everything you say for this was yeah, just yeah. fluff yeah 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 um like the 20s yeah like from 20 to 29 Uh they were like formative 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 years and they were very important years where established myself in so many things and my faith and in and just like learning about like who i am yeah as an individual and what i would want in life and dreams and aspirations and all the visions and all everything Mm -hmm. like a ton of stuff like i was like i want to do this what life looks like and that's this what life the kind of life life that that i want yeah and every year from like 20 29 like i was learning and growing and stuff and meeting you and everything the same thing but i think those though that whole decade was very important because we we have built created this kind of like um, imagine like building a house like Mm -hmm. i think one of the most important parts is the foundation Mm -hmm. and i think that in our 20s that's what we did we like established our foundation for life yeah um and and so I believe that's what we created mm-hmm. in the twenties, like the foundation. Yeah, I agree with you. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you can't say that about like our, you know, tens. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I mean, in some ways, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But our twenties, we we are very, we're adults. We are young adults. We are, uh, just have a sense of like the world and what we want. Yeah. So I think those were really important years. For sure. Yeah, that's so, really good. Yeah, thank you. Very foundational. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. Number nine. This one is about being a parent. Mm. And so one thing I learned in my 20s is that one of my biggest goals as a parent is to be a safe space for my children. That's very good. I think if you had asked me before becoming a parent what like my goals as a parent would be, I don't think that that one would have come to mind because mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know and I didn't have the experience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that like the biggest, like the ultimate goal is to like point my children to Jesus. Yeah. And I, and that hasn't changed. Like that's something that like I have always known, mm-hmm. but this one I think is a really, really big part of that goal that I wouldn't have known that I didn't know going into my 20s and going into parenthood mm-hmm. parenting children who have experienced a lot of trauma yeah has definitely influenced this mm-hmm. but I would apply this to all children mm-hmm. like all of my children foster adopted biological mm-hmm. that that really is one of my one of my biggest goals and I think that has affected even the way that I have parented Miguel for these last four months Hmm. is that my goal above anything else um, in a lot of situations is just to be a safe place for him. Uh And I mean, we've talked so much here about foster care, but we haven't really talked about how like the experience of being a foster parent bleeds into so many different aspects of your life. Oh yeah. 
And you can't unsee and unknow the reality that a lot of kids are living in. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing so many kids where their parents weren't a safe place for them or their parents you know, tried to be and just didn't have the tools or the capacity to mm-hmm. keep them safe and to be that, that safe, you know, place for mm-hmm. them. Um, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And that really has just, um, I, I think because we, we started parenthood as foster parents, that was our primary goal as we were first and foremost above absolutely anything else, Mm -hmm. their safe place because they didn't have one Mm -hmm. and the family that they were born into at the time wasn't safe for them. Yeah. And so we were in a way just forced into that role. Yeah. And I think that it just showed me how significant that aspect of parenthood is. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think I'll take with me forever. That's good. I I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have anything about parenting here. That's okay. But uh, I, I do <laughs> echo that. And I think that's very important to to be a safe place for, for kids. Yeah. Like kind of, we've talked about like kind of picturing our home, like whoever walks in, in and out, they're welcomed, you know, and mm-hmm. that we want to make sure that they belong. And, and that's part of like being safe. Yeah. You know, and so that's very awesome. Yeah, thank you. Number 10, right? Yeah, last but not least last for you. Last one. Okay, so number 10 for me is um, appreciating myself and others. So appreciating, like, meaning also, like, liking myself. Mm-hmm. That's, like, like I said, that is something that... You said something similar to this? Yeah. Um, this, the My last one this is what I want to end on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought about this when I was like, yeah, I... I I really, I, I did struggle. I thought about this, like in my twenties. I did struggle with my identity, and I've talked about this mm-hmm. before. Um, depression has come in in different ways um, because of this, mm-hmm. and like I really did not like myself the way I looked, talked, whatever you know, mm-hmm. Wednesday, um, and. I really wanted to be, you know, wanted to be someone else and, and yeah. act differently. And I think a lot of people could relate with that. So uh, I I believe I, I learned through my relationships with like, with friends and um, in my church. And um, I think those really were um, important relationships that I had. The, the, they, through their relationship, they have helped me. And also just my faith has helped me really um, to establish like, like here's the truth about myself and yeah. like what I, what I am, who I am is valuable. And, mm-hmm. and so um, I've coming out of my twenties, like I've, I think I say like I think I, I learned, learned to, to like myself and appreciate mm-hmm. who I am to appreciate who I to appreciate like yeah what I look like you know yeah that's not to say that like it doesn't this is like really a, like a struggle it's not a big of a struggle for me right. anymore um but uh but yeah that's something that I wanted to share that's awesome yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
That is very relatable too, I think. Yeah. 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 So what's yours? All right. My number 10, my last one. Okay. My last one starts with the word how. I learned how to do something. None of my other ones were a how. I had one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so my number 10, last thing I learned in my 20s was how to reevaluate things I thought I was sure about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, this is a big one. <laughs> how do I say this? So probably more towards like the latter part of my 20s, um, there were, there have been certain things that I grew up like believing and hearing. And I think over the last several years, there've been a, there's been a lot of talk from people like on social media and stuff about this whole idea of like deconstruction. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people like deconstructing their faith, just meaning like reevaluating it. And a lot of people, when they have gone through deconstruction, they have like left um, their faith and right. like left Christianity. Um, and then you hear about people who like deconstruct and reconstruct basically like deconstructing their faith and then sort of reconstructing it in a different way where they, where they still hold to the same faith that they had in, um, in Jesus and in the Bible, but mm -hmm. in a, uh, but there's aspects of it that have changed. Mm -hmm. And so that's not exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I wanted to bring that up because I think that that's it, kind of, it, it's along the vein of what I'm right. referring to. Mm. And so for me, in like the, the later part of my 20s, there were, I feel like micro, I guess, deconstructions of just smaller things that I um, would have said that I was super sure about. Um, and also mm. things that were more of just not like a belief, but just a a way of thinking about things that I think I had just picked up from gotcha. my environment, if yeah. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so there were things that I really was kind of like, oh, maybe I was wrong about the way I had been thinking about this my whole life. Let me kind of try to like look at this and reevaluate it from the ground up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then there were things that were a little bit bigger, like mm -hmm. more of um, like bigger sort of beliefs mm -hmm. that, you know, same thing where I really started to think about like, could I have been wrong about this? Could this have been like presented to me? Like not quite accurately. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's just a handful of kind of smaller things like that. Mm -hmm. And some of them, I would say that I still am at the place where I'm just like, I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to this. And yeah. then there's also things that I realized like, oh, I was dead wrong about this. Mm -hmm. And there's also things that I realized, no, this was 100% accurate the way I was thinking about it before. I still have just as strong of a belief in it and actually more so mm -hmm. having been able to break it down and then kind of build it back up. Mm -hmm. And th these things are not like me sitting down at a desk with like books Pen and, and paper. yeah, and just like being like, okay, what do I think about this? But they're <laughs> just, you know, they, it happens through like small conversations and yeah. thinking and, 
you know, it's not, I don't know. It was a very kind of like gentle, subtle process. Yeah, But being able to look back at some of these things and see like the way that I have changed or not changed Mm -hmm. has really, I think, created a good framework for how to like just continue to grow as a person and a Christian to be, I don't know, to just be able to reevaluate these things while still holding to um, my faith and the things that I that are like really important to me. And mm. I don't know. Does that make sense? The it way does. I'm explaining it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's no, it. That's good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Like it's awesome to reevaluate and yeah, just to see what, you know, what are the things that you were in the way taught at a very young age? Like what, what do those still hold true? And I think, I think, I think that's good. I think it's like, you know, being an, an adult, being old, older, and being wise about like the decisions you make. I think that, that that's what really helps you change your mind, or also just add on uh, layers on top of what you already believe. Right. And so I think those are good to like ask questions mm-hmm. and challenge certain things. And that doesn't mean like you're gonna have a complete like one eighty thought and idea exactly it might be just like a whole 360 of like oh now i understand the bigger even more (laughs) scope of it exactly you know so true yeah so that's very good that is it it's a good i was gonna say it's a good like trait it's a good um skill to have yeah you know yeah i think so yeah well we have shared a lot and we um went through 20 things with that that are very very like near and dear in our mm-hmm. hearts um there's a lot of stuff that like we, we could have spent like 20 minutes per oh like, totally topic but yeah uh, <laughs> um but i think we covered like everything yeah um so th- that, that was very good i really enjoyed doing this i'm glad that uh, you thought about this thank you uh, because it really made me think about like a whole decade me too and i was kind of like even though it was my idea i was kind of like um am i gonna be able to come up with 10 things i know at first i was like i have no idea but then one thing led to another so yeah and i i'm glad too because i yeah it really did make me think about how much has changed and how much i've changed over the last decade yeah yeah totally so it's good so here's two more more years another decade in our in you know Maybe 10 years from now, we'll talk about our 30s. Yeah, here's um, to the 90s, babies. Shout out. <laughs> but yeah, um, hope y'all could do this. Um, hope y'all enjoyed enjoyed us reminiscing about the 20s. And maybe y'all could make a list, a mental list, a physical list of your top 10 or 20 things that you have learned in your 20s if you're now in your 30s. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in your 40s and 50s, like you could do that for your 30s, 50s. 40s i mean you do that for <laughs> the, the past 10 years yeah definitely yeah yeah. Um, yeah it was a good exercise i think it was so fun yeah, yeah. um and i think also this helps you like just look ahead in the future like you know true it's like this is history this is your history <laughs> and sometimes you know in order to look forward you gotta look back yeah yeah very true very true <laughs> that's good yep so, all right let us know Comment down below. Let us know something that you learned in your 20s. Totally. Yes. Yes, please do. All right. Well, take it away, Savannah. And as SpongeBob says, 
I thought of something funnier than 24. Let me hear it. 25. <laughs> See, <laughs> See you, you next time. time. Well, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, I guess, because I have bored everyone by now. If I haven't bored anyone by now, I'm glad they're all sticking around. We're not just talking about breakfast in this episode. We are talking about 20 things that we have learned in our 20s, hence the title. So, yeah, 20 things. So, we are both splitting that 20 and doing a cool 10-10. Okay, can we take a break? Why? Because you were really getting on my nerves. How am I getting on your what nerves? What is this? <laughs> like, what's this persona know. that you're, like, putting on? I don't know. <laughs> we're, we are recording at, like, pretty late. But, uh, it's fine. What's going on? I don't know. You just don't seem like yourself. You're not... I feel like you're not acting genuine here. No, I am. 100%. This is me. <laughs> this is me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, so we are. Can I speak? Okay, sure, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so let's get on to the nitty gritty. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So today we're talking about twenty things we. Learned.